This podcast is made possible by our supporters on Patreon. At the $5 tier, you get a personalized and unique spooky story of how you became a camper read on the air. And at the $10 tier, you will also receive a high-quality enamel pin with our logo. Visit patreon.com sssfc or visit the link in the show notes. And now, without further ado... Welcome to Scary Stories from Camp Roanoke. My name is Katie Wiggins. I'm Morgan Driscoll. Campbell! <laughs> Excuse her. Morgan Campbell. <laughs> Recently betrothed. Not name yet. It's fine. We're the hosts of Scary Stories from Camp Roanoke, the podcast that you're listening to right now. We tell true, scary stories and sometimes mm-hmm. folklore, although we haven't done that in a minute because that takes more work. <laughs> So, <laughs> um, so I wanted to quickly mention that I saw a really wonderful horror movie that I had never seen a few days or yet last night. Um, and which is like I I already should not have been watching a horror movie because I found the TikTok of I think what are their names? It's like Lainey and Ben. They're oh god, Ooh. you're gonna go down a rabbit hole. Ooh. They're a couple. In England, I can't remember which part, are just experiencing insane poltergeist activity. Mm. And they started a YouTube channel for a totally different reason and then started catching the <gasps> poltergeist activity on their YouTube channel. That's really cool. Um, but the problem is now I look around my new space and Ugh. I'm like, something's going to close that door. Something's going to shoot a mug off the counter. You know what I mean? Right. And anytime anything kind of weird, I was vacuuming and the door closed itself. But it, the way the draft and the way the you, door air is, it, it just made sense. And I door. knew logically, I was like, it's not haunted. But I was like, I'm not turning my back to the door. It's tough for folks with anxiety who also enjoy mm-hmm. ghost stories because it's absolutely an anxiety thing to be like, this is haunted, this is haunted, this is haunted, this is haunted. Yes. And I and I get this feeling where I'm like, if I stare at that door long enough, a ghost will appear and it yes. will do something. And it's part of exposure to just be like, nope, you cannot just mentally will a supernatural being into existence yeah. because you are so anxious. That is yeah. not, you do not have the power to do that, which is something all us anxious folks and folks with OCD and folks need mm. to learn is that you are not God just because your panic is powerful enough to make yeah. you poop your pants. <laughs> anyway, I watched. <laughs> so, so you I, were already spooked. So from- I was already in this place where I was like, I do Good. not need to be exposing myself to more horror stuff. But I, but I had heard, was looking up 90s style on Pinterest, and I saw this image of these two awesome goth 90s girls, and Ooh. they were from a movie called Ginger Snaps. And I was like, I gotta see this, because oh, these yeah. girls look so awesome. <laughs> so I found it on Amazon Prime, and me and my mm. boyfriend watched it last night, and it was so wonderful it was funny the mom characters was funny and 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 then the movie itself was so wonderful it was very much like a b movie and it knew that it was a b movie but it was written by a woman and it was basically like these two death obsessed 
teen sisters that have like a suicide pact when they're 16 and they're both like really into they're both very goth and like cool and cool. whatever but then one of them starts her period the, the actress is clearly like 17 she's had her period mm. for a long time but um but she starts her period and is also bitten by a werewolf and <gasps> you know better than anyone i mean i tell a lot of people but I'm always thirsting for more werewolf content. You are. I never are. feel like there's enough werewolf movies made. I'm fine with where we're at with werewolf content, but... Well, I'm needing more. And... That's fair. Yeah, you were satisfied by Teen Wolf. I wasn't. So she starts her period at the same time she gets bitten by a werewolf, and she starts slowly transforming into a werewolf, and her younger sister is forced to make really hard decisions about whether she is wants to like follow in her lead and become this like terrorizing chaotic force or whether she stands up to her and if you have a complicated relationship with an older sister i really Ooh. recommend this movie cuz it is so good and so poignant and it's also very much a b movie there's so much blood but it was really fun and not disturbing really hell yeah and this is the only horror movie I have ever seen that made me cry at the end. Ooh. Never cried at the end of a horror movie before. Ever. Do you have to like werewolves to enjoy the movie? I Because I love goth girls. This is the type of movie. It's got everything. It's got, it's got 90s moms. It's got mm. a bleak high school environment. It's mm. got stoner dudes. Feel talky. Anything, any Ooh. any of your tastes align. It's got fun, crazy prosthetics, um, you know that sort of stuff. So if Ooh. you're if you're into, I think it's just really fun and interesting, and I loved it. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna tell a tale from one of my favorite shows, The Haunted, which is Ooh. Animal Planets. Scary story. It's just a great place to go if I just want like a good scary story. Mm-hmm. Are you going to depress me as much as I depressed everyone last episode? I might depress people more. Aww. I feel like last episode disturbed people. And I yes. think this episode will depress people. Mm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> what a duo we are. Christmas is over. By the time <laughs> this airs, it's done. So... We're starting to count down to Halloween. Cheer is over. It is now Halloween again. Mm -hmm. Thank you for playing. <laughs> um, I recently lost a dog in a pretty terrible way. And reading this story, which involves a lot of um, animal suffering, mm. felt good to me. Don't stop. Everyone stop. Not because I'm a sadist. <laughs> Continue. But because... Sometimes when terrible things happen, you're like, I'm the only person in the world this has ever happened to. Right. And then you... It's nice to... Yes. Yeah. So Misery it, is company. Exactly. It's just nice Gotta to be. know someone else has also gone through a really tough situation. And um, so if anyone has lost an animal this year in a terrible way, tuck in. You're not alone. So we're in Ellis County, Texas. I don't know oh. where that is. Do you know where that is? I feel like Ennis is close to me. Ellis County. Oh, it's by like Waxahachie. I don't know where that is. That's in between where I am and Corsicana. Which I I've don't been know to what that work. is. It's 
it's south of here. It'll be like less than an hour. Okay, so it's closer to Dallas. Yeah. Okay, understood. The family is PJ. She's married to Bill. And he proposed the night they met. And six weeks later, they got married. Oh my God. It just fit. And they had a son and his name is Chris. And he, like the rest of his family, are intense animal lovers. They love taking in stray animals and feeding them. And their dream was to buy a property that was big enough to rescue as many animals as they wanted to. I'm ready to be sad. I know. This is also sad because this is very similar to what you would like to do. And the woman was also redheaded and in Texas. And I was like, ooh, well, I'm not watching another show, so this will be it. Um, They searched for a long time until PJ found the home of her dreams. It had tons of acreage, an all-wood barn, which is apparently a hard find, Mm -hmm. and their offer on the house was accepted. Mm. After they closed on it, they went to drop off boxes. This time, when PJ walked in, there was unmistakable tension, an overwhelming sense of doom and dread, and she started weeping uncontrollably. But the family thought it was just accumulated stress from the big life shift, and didn't take her seriously when she said she wanted to rescind the offer on the home. They had already closed on it. So they just chalked it up to stress and moved in. Uh Uh-oh. After they moved in, PJ decided she wanted to buy a horse. So she meets Sam, and it was love at first sight. Bill, (laughs) so Bill is her husband, and he sounds like a man who's like 50 years older than he looks. Uh, he's got <laughs> white hair, but it pretty, like, unaged face. He probably, he's maybe like 48 or something. And he's got a white mustache. And he said, you could hardly get PJ away from Sam. They were always shitting together, talking to each other. Her and the horse? Yeah. Oh. This tone of disbelief. Yes, her and the horse, Morgan. <laughs> they were two peas in a pod. They sat together. They would sit together and get to talking. I love that. That's so sweet. That's really precious. Horses live forever. They can live in their 30s. Well, let that be a poignant note to you all. They mo- Well, they better live to their 30 as much as they cost. Shit. That's true. They moved in with at least two of every animal, it seemed. Lots of dogs, cats, and birds. And when they moved in, they began, the animals started just sort of staring, fixating at nothing. Ugh. Okay. Then PJ began hearing footsteps going up and down the stairs and hearing door slam when there was no one there. Ugh. Then her son Chris began hearing tapping in the middle of the night and sensed a heavy presence with him. How old is Chris? Um, at this point, at the time, he has just started high school. Oh, okay, okay, okay. He's older in the reenactment. Uh, he's older in the interviews, but he, when they just moved there, he would have just started high school. Okay. Bill would have none of it. He didn't believe in them because he hadn't seen any of it with his own eyes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> One day, PJ was alone in the home taking a shower. And she suddenly felt as though she wasn't alone in the room, that she was being stared at. (sighs) Then she heard a man's voice 
very matter-of-factly say, it's time to leave now. (gasps) (laughs) That's so rude. (laughs) This podcast is brought to you by my Etsy store, The Second Harvest. At The Second Harvest, you have the opportunity to commission beautiful, custom little portraits of beloved animals, your many lovers, the Count who funds your operas, or to make another person's day with a really meaningful gift. No contact required, you selfless little minx. And if you've been swept up in the recent spiritualist movement, I'm also offering terror readings there. So if you're in need of a little guidance, validation... I'm here to help. All my offerings start at just 30 American dollars, and I shall provide a link in the show notes. <laughs> a few times, Bill and, che- Bill and PJ would be out in the yard, and complete strangers would say, Is your house haunted? I'll do that. Is your house haunted? <laughs> You'll be gone in 18 months. Anything going on in your house lately? And when Chris started high school, they all told him, oh, you're in the haunted house. Chris made a new good friend, Ryan, who began spending the night all the time. One night around 3 a.m., I suppose he can't sleep and is watching TV in the living room where he's set up on the couch. He suddenly felt a slight pulling on his covers. His covers were being pulled off. So he pulled them back up to him. And then they were yanked off of him and thrown on the ground. Oh my god. After that, Ryan didn't sleep for two days. Now, more than just Chris and PJ have had experiences. One morning, PJ rises to find their birds lying dead at the bottom of the cage for no apparent reason. Holy shit. A few days later, her dog... Pookie. I hate that word. I hate saying it. Pookie. I hate that. Come here, Pookie. Pookie. What's Pookie got into? I just hate that. <laughs> I hate the word. <laughs> That's gotta be my least favorite Pookie kids. I think it's because it makes me feel Texan when I say it. <laughs> yeah. Pookie. I just hate it. Uh, began acting strangely. Like she was being attacked. Then she began bleeding a lot from her nose. The vet could only say that it might be a form of cancer, and soon Pookie died. (gasps) Soon, another of their dogs, Ellie, suddenly couldn't move her back legs. She was taken to the vet for observation overnight and died while she was there. She had had a stroke suddenly. And these are medium young dogs. Things were not normal in the house. No. Oh, this is so sad. PJ feels okay. as though she's broken the promise she made to her pets to keep them safe. No! I know. I know. Uh, I know. Uh, I don't care. I said it. <laughs> Deal with it. Uh, it's her fault for naming a dog Pookie. Let us all weep. That's where the evil was It's rooted. our fault. Oh, okay. I know. <laughs> I definitely cried when she said that. But she also begins to really suspect that there's something paranormal going on that's behind the death of her animals. Okay, good. The bad luck continued. PJ developed what she thought was a persistent migraine 
went to the doctor Ugh. and about a week and a half, went to the doctor about a week and a half into the headache. And when she went, doctors were dumbstruck that she hadn't died. She had had a stroke and hadn't noticed it. Oh my God. She made an immediate connection between her situation and her animals' stroke. <gasps> there was now no question in her mind that the house was causing their problems. Bill was confused about how to proceed. Fuck you, Bill. So he had the house tested for environmental reasons for illness. There was no asbestos, no arsenic in their water or anything. The land and the resources were clean. So PJ is now bedridden for a while to recover from the stroke. She can't work. And that, on top of medical bills, nearly destroyed the family financially. At the time, her only refuge was the barn where she felt peaceful with Sam, her horse. Forgot for a moment the name of that animal. <laughs> but that piece would eventually break too. There's a collapsible ladder to the hayloft in the barn that comes down directly in front of Sam's stall and had been secured in an upright position so that Sam could come and go. And one day, PJ's out with Sam and he suddenly becomes very agitated and was trying to get out of his stall. Confused, PJ goes towards him and the ladder swings down past her so close she could feel the breeze of it against her face. It was an extremely heavy ladder Ugh. and it could have done real damage. Ugh. Luckily, she just barely missed it and no one was hurt. But PJ continued to feel that someone was trying to kill her. Jesus. I also think that someone was also trying to save her because she's had a few real near misses. Mm -hmm. She experienced a stroke, but didn't feel it. That's crazy. And once you have your first stroke, you're so likely to have another. Oh, Jesus. I don't really know anything <sighs> about strokes. And I'm not going to take this opportunity to look more into it, frankly. No. Um, not needed. <laughs> And also, she's just missed this ladder coming down. That's that's too lucky for just coincidence. And I also feel like that voice saying, it's time to leave now. I've heard people say they've heard voices like that before dangerous things happened in situations. Mm. He could have done it in a less creepy space. She's well, showering. maybe. She's naked. Maybe, I don't know, maybe something was about to happen paranormal-wise. Like, it could have, I'm saying it mm -hmm. could have potentially been a protectory, a warning. like, yeah. you need to leave this house. Like, you need to move away, which would have been smart. But then also, <laughs> whatever is in this house or on this land clearly has the same feeling, leave. So, yeah. hard to parse. Bill had secured the ladder himself. And knew that nothing would make a swing down like that. So this was the final thing that made him begin to entertain the idea that something paranormal was going on. Welcome to the party, Bill. Which I find offensive. Yeah. <laughs> that his handiwork was what sealed it. Fuck you, Bill. Yeah, exactly. It's like your wife and son are also not idiots. You know, they're not liars. Yeah. You can trust them as much as a good not. Maybe even more. <laughs> And now that's just crazy talk. So he says, you start to believe that 
one and one does in fact equal two. It all fits together. It was the property. So they plan to move from the house. They put it on the market. But every time they're about to close, something goes wrong and the deal would fall through. Like within hours. Oh my God. Bill says it felt as if the house was saying, I don't want somebody else. I want you. So they decide to change strategies. They set out to do some research. We are introduced to Sylvie Smith co-chair of the ellis county historical commission i don't even know that there's like that area it seems like it's not even an incorporated town because they keep just calling it ellis county yeah it looks like it it's it takes up ennis waxahachie uh milford ferris yeah italy italy texas So, like, there's probably not a lot going on there. So I'm just kind of surprised that they no. have a historical commission. I'm like, there are structures yeah. there? <laughs> what? <laughs> but I mean... I feel like small counties like that love documenting the little bit of history in my travels. What even... Uh, I mean, it's news to me that this place feed even exists. So PJ reached out to her for information. Men- uh, so Sylvie Smith... Steps up to the plate, and she says that many people had died in the house, and they found that all the previous owners had had many health and financial issues, and none had stayed long. It had been foreclosed on several times. So they weren't the first to be targeted. So they reached out to Anita at NAGS, Native American Ghost Society. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) I know. I wish they had a different name. Nags we'll nag your spirit good. right out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. They investigate the property. The biggest piece... So, Anita is a native woman. Uh, she is sort of the head of her little organization, but they also have other members. They investigate the property. They All the bells and whistles of a paranormal investigation. They've got all the tech and everything. Mm-hmm. And the biggest piece of evidence that they really caught was like a warbled evp that sounded sort of like it said heavenly father so that was in the main house they then moved to the barn and while they're doing the investigation sam is sort of trotting kicking around in his stall he's acting agitated and they clearly record the sound of footsteps above them in the hayloft. Ah, uh, boo, boo. I know, I know, boo. That's not, <laughs> we don't love that. So Ugh. Anita walks off sort of on her own. And she says she sees a face in the darkness. What the natives call a death mask. A mask someone would wear when going into battle. Mm. And I don't know what nation she's from or what tribe she's from because native just saying native feels stupid because there's hundreds across the united states like (laughs) they didn't all do this um but that's just what she says and i don't have any Mm. more information on it um and she becomes kind of distraught after seeing this uh she told them she had seen a painted warrior and it was not a good spirit and she felt that it was like a native spirit that was behind this situation interesting after the investigation don't don't tell me about sam you shut your fucking mouth about sam 
<laughs> you have a responsibility to keep your animals safe and to care for them and give them as much love as you can. I'm just saying this to hurt myself and everyone listening. <laughs> Sam began acting strangely. Uh. So the vet came over right away and said that it seemed like colic, which is sort of just like a general stomach upset. It's not really a diagnosis. It's just like, this is what's wrong, I think. Okay. So they pump his stomach and they give him medicine because horses will eat and eat and eat and eat. They'll never stop. Like, they don't have a thing that tells them to stop eating. Interesting. You can accidentally kill a horse if you don't, like, bungee cord their feed cans together because they can eat until they literally die oh my god i know isn't that insane <laughs> i feel I like you teach me so much about horses i know i don't know and don't i've know ridden why. them like twice i just i don't know retain horse knowledge could be worse <laughs> um pumps okay. his stomach gives him medicine i'm also terrified of horses they're very big and the vet made plans to come back early the next morning. The next morning, Sam seems to be improving. So they take him out on a walk in the pasture. In the pasture. Excuse me. <laughs> he went out to walk. And he started seizing and he collapsed. Stop. I know. So he died of a stroke in <sighs> PJ's arms. And she was in hysterics. Oh. I know, because that's her best friend. So Anita contacts a tribal elder in the area for help. He told her that the land had been disputed between two tribes for hunting rights and that there had been battle and bloodshed there. Anita felt that that because of this dispute, one of the tribes had put a prosperity curse on the land. In order for one tribe to prosper, they would put the curse down. And anyone who came on that land would be attacked financially and have their health attacked. (laughs) Oh, wow. There you go. I know. It's a hell of a curse, apparently. Wow. So they reach out to a medicine man, uh, Fred Wapepa. And in the closed captioning of the YouTube video I was watching, it said, Fred Wallpaper. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. Wapepa Wallpaper. Hilarious. (laughs) It reminds me, anytime Ian comes up with a name for, like, a generic white man, he says, like, John Snowman. Like, he, he just, like, picks a noun and has that be the name. And Fred Wallpaper like It's like a Sims name. It is. Oh, the Wallpaper family. You turn them all into plant people, and then you can never find their greenhouse again, even though you saved it. Still looking for that family. Wait for me! So, um, he's a member of the Kickapoo Nation and the Sack and Fox Ooh. Nation. So we know what his I know deal about is. Boy. Sack and Fox. Coolest. That is such That's a cool dope. name. I love it. It's three Super words, dope. Sack and Fox. And I love that it sounds like it's one word. It's just one of those phrases that makes me happy, unlike Pookie. Yes. <laughs> so after being filled in by Anita. He agrees to do a blessing ceremony on this property and on this place. So Fred walks their land, gets a sense that the land was upset. So they needed to plant something to give back. 
He digs a hole. He puts in. So they have a ceremony, basically. He digs a hole. Mm-hmm. They put in tobacco offering. They each nice. put in a piece of fruit and then they water it. So they're giving back to the earth. Aww. Then Fred like went to their home and he blessed their home. And Bill says, when Fred did the blessing on the home and the land, he calmed the activity. We. <laughs> It's just wild to hear someone who sounds like that talk about native spiritual stuff. (laughs) Like, the fact that... And he also earlier said that he was just like, we were just so excited for him to come. Calm the activity. And at one point, PJ was like, we made an offering to Mother Earth. It's just funny to hear these people say Clashing effusion. I know. (laughs) It's just interesting. I'm like, are aren't you guys like baptists or something (laughs) but they're like no we made an offering to mother earth and he calmed the spirits (laughs) um i'm obsessed with that he said we were both overjoyed that he could help and that we found someone who could understand why things were the way they were (laughs) i love that they're open they're well (laughs) they have no choice as Ken, as Ken, I think Watanabe in Parks and Rec says, there are two things I know about white people. They love Rachel Ray and they are terrified of curses. And <laughs> I think when you put anyone yeah. that you call like a tribal elder or like a medicine man in front of white people, they're just like, oh, please, please <laughs> calm the spirits. Make an offering to Mother Earth. Whatever needs to happen, I trust your blessed guidance. (laughs) I love it. So, um, they complete the blessing. I feel like this town barely has a Dairy Queen, but they have a local medicine man. (laughs) Thank God. They decided to stay in the house and to take it off the market. And they're they're waiting to see if they need to sell it or if they're going to pass it on to their son. But since the time of recording, the land has been quiet and peaceful. There has been Ooh. no activity. And it seems it worked. That's fantastic. Yay! No more dead animals. I guess animals. that's why the spirit kept trying to kill all the animals. They were hunting. Well. Or the curse, too. Well, number one, who hunts dogs? Not great meat. Not wonderful pelt small that's true (laughs) pookie i imagine has to be a very small dog (laughs) but i think the way that anita explained it was like that it was just going after whatever it felt would like basically mentally destroy pj the most and it noticed that she loved animals so it was just like oh then i'm just gonna kill all your animals (laughs) and then they still stayed in the place and it's like well i guess i'll try to kill you um and then that's that when so they're like, scary. okay. A stroke. Yeah. So I think the lesson here is. Stay uh, out of Ellis County, baby. <laughs> well, I mean, but how many just like random places that are probably like developed now have like weird disputes in the way past? I mean, not even way past. Um, uh, the Civil War was only like 170 years ago or something. To yeah. people who 
study history or anything. Like, that's not a long time ago. That's like two or three grandpas away. That's nothing. Oh, that's nothing. So to know that, like, Texas especially is a land that was developed, like, so recently, there could be so much stuff just, like, brimming under the surface that we have no idea about. And it's like, wow, why is that college campus apartment complex so haunted? (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, because there was literally a battle there, like, less than 300 years ago. (laughs) Like, it's just wild. Like, the last thing that was put there was, like, a trading post. It's just interesting. Yeah, Texas is crazy. Yeah. The lesson here is... When your wife or when you Mm. walk into a space and you feel an immediate overcome with dread and you think we have to go back on this deal, go back on that deal. Go back. Trust you walk into a room and sob, get out of that room. Yes. And no longer own that room. Yeah. That's my lesson. (laughs) Well, folks, happy new year. All right. We'll probably do something lighthearted next time. I mean, it's Morgan's turn, so I, there's, ah. there's no telling. There's no telling what she's going to She's probably going to be like, we're going to do haunted asylum chairs. Top 10 most oh. horrific dental experiments. <laughs> I haven't done a dentist office yet. I are think you? those are too horrific to even begin. Oh, yeah. Teeth ghosts. No. Anyway, we'll find out. I mean, I'll try to do something more lighthearted next time I come around. Or I won't. We'll see. Yeah. Depends on how lazy I am and what I watch. (laughs) All right. You know where to find us on all the socials for the name of this podcast. And I'm Lord Catherine on Instagram and TikTok. Um, Morgan is unreachable. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm in the middle of... um, My name is Panic at the Drisco. But I'm trying to change it to a soup pun since my new last name is Campbell. Right. So we don't know when that's coming. So she's in the middle of a (laughs) rebrand. Thank you for your patience. Currently also known as she is unreachable. (laughs) So email your ghost stories at letters to camp at gmail.com. Join our Facebook group, Camp Roanoke Mess Hall. It's a fun time. Have a spooky night. with the restless dreams of haunted things I'm sorry guys dead horse things your animals are in a better place bye you bill you are not god just because your panic is powerful enough to make you poop your pants